exclusive America, Washington, D.C., signing on. And it is 2100 Eastern Time here in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern. And I, of course, am your host, the best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio. Still number one bestseller on Amazon. And, uh, man, that is wild as hell. But uh, had a little bit of a hiatus, of course, was not on the air while I was out in Missouri. And uh, before that, had some much, much needed family time on my end. And, um, you know, that always, of course, takes front and center. But we are back. We are back on the air. We are back live tonight. Of course, we have a whole lot to say and only two hours to say it. And believe you me, I don't think that we're going to get through all of the material We have so much to cover tonight, so much to cover tonight. You know, I, I, I literally have, uh, a inbox full of people, both, uh, over on Twitter and, uh, both my email accounts who are, um, looking for my thoughts on the whole, uh, controversy with, uh, Tucker Carlson and, and, uh, you know, how that's kind of developing and how that has developed. Of course, we have another mostly peaceful summer that looks to be shaping up, including a very interesting use of language from, uh, AOC, the queen of communism herself, as well as her cohort, um, the squad. But uh, first and foremost, a few of the announcements right off the top here. Brushbeater.store. It is Brushbeater.store. It is run by yours truly. It is a 100% in-house operation with all of the logo gear, all of the uh, field manuals, all the things that you out there have requested. Over the years of training, of, you know, being out there, being in the trenches with all of you, building that knowledge and really listening to this community and, you know, over time, building what you want, building what, you know, you, you desire and what you're looking for out of an online store, a comprehensive online store. And it was a long road getting here, um, you know. It was not easy, but then again, Rome was certainly not built in a day. And the first two months 
of the store has been nothing short of incredible. And I don't even think that it's been live for exactly two months, but we're in our uh, going into our second month of operation and it's, it's really incredible. It is really, really incredible uh, to, to see the sales numbers. And of course we've got more field manuals up now. Uh, I've got another couple of titles that was handed off to me by a buddy of mine. Uh, who is, we'll just say, plugged into uh, the Ranger community quite well. And current editions, is, and, and this stuff is hard to find. Okay, you're really not going to find it anywhere else in the public domain, but the Ranger Medic Handbook, the current edition of that, put it in a top spiral bound format. That is now out. That is now available. That is available exclusively on brushbeater.store. And the Special Operations Medical uh, Techniques Manual. So the the um, Megmatic goes into this very very deep in his course, and this kind of goes beyond TC three. This is more of the uh, partisan lifesaver uh, end of things and prolonged field care and and getting into that. But I have that manual as well. The current iteration of that manual is now in print top spiral bound as well as all of the other greats over there map reading land navigation sniper training long-range surveillance unit operations uh special operations uh the the rather stumbling over my words here because i'm really excited to get this out uh the special forces operational techniques manual which i think is the best version of this manual i have the current version of the manual it leaves a lot to be desired. I think it's a little overly technical. The 1988 version included, included in this, this is really important. It included the, um, the Bravo 720 patrolling tips in it. So a lot of people know about Bravo 52 from the uh, Vietnam era, those uh, patrolling tips that were in there, which was critical information. I mean, that is a goldmine of information. But the updated version of that that came about out of the Jungle Training Center down in Panama and a lot of very valuable tips that were in there. And they kind of they took the Bravo 52 tips, which are also included in there, and brought them up to date. And so I really think that this book is a goldmine and, and kind of a hidden gem of small unit tactics knowledge. And I'm really proud to offer it. So I got my hands on that and was able to put that back into print. And so we have the top spiral bound version of that as well. Of course, Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio is back in stock, is going to be back in stock for a while now, uh, for a while, because I've got, I ordered enough this time. I put enough into production this time to where they would be in stock for a while. They wouldn't be sold out. Uh, you know, within a week, which is really crazy because the first time I thought that, you know, I, we had enough, we had it covered. Hey man, you know, we'll do a run of 200 of them. Well, I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong. And, um, you know, Hey, I, it is what it is. Sometimes I'm happy to be wrong. And when this course, uh, when this, uh, community rather exceeds every expectation that I have, uh, for the amount of support that it's given me, that it, it's, it has given us together and it's enabling us to get to that next plateau. 
uh, which which is what I'm going to talk about, where we are headed, where the store is headed, where, uh, you know, my direction, my task and purpose on what I want to bring to this community and what I envision for this community. I'm really, really proud of that. Uh, I'm really, really proud of that because some of the stuff is very expensive to do and you have to have the operating capital for it. And, you know, going into debt is not the smartest thing right now. So, you know, I'm kind of operating on a zero debt model and it's your support. It is your outpouring of support. It is every course that you register for. It is every class that you attend. It is the level of interaction. It's the support that you give this podcast, support that you give this community. That enables everything to happen. And, and when we're not in debt, we're not beholden to anyone. And we're not going to be beholden to anyone. I ain't going to let that happen. All right. This is our community and it's for us. We started off in the underground and look at what it became by word of mouth. And that is going to continue to be the case. We are a force to be reckoned with. This group of patriots is a force to be reckoned with. So what I want to talk about, where we're headed, you know, and and, and again, I, I, I want to uh, follow that statement up with just saying thank you, because it's this community, it's it's a group of people who are in here who have made all of that possible beyond every one of my wildest expectations. And, and brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, you have no idea what a great feeling that is. But, but new product in hand, new product in hand rangefinders. So I've got two of them and I'm, I'm looking at these right now. I have the micro in my hands right now that has uh, the average height of a man, which is 1.8 meters. The average height of a fence post, which is one meter uh, as it's sticking up out of the ground. And then bullet drop compensator for five, five, six. These are made out of heavy duty clear plastic. They are emblazoned with a diamond skull contra resistor logo. And of course, they're made by my industry partner over at Black Hills Design. Of course, I've got the full size version, which I'll be honest with you, I think I'm going to have a hard time keeping these in stock. Uh, the micro version, I thought was the one that was going to go first. They're both selling quick. Okay, they're both selling fast. But I expected the uh, the micro one to go fat real fast because that one's credit card sized. Uh, but but this macro one, this this sucker is about twice the size. And man, there is so much information on this thing. There's so many uh, different range finders. You got one for a man, the average size of a door, the average size of a semi truck, the average size of a Connex or a shipping container, fence post and an average height of an SUV or a truck from the front, as well as a mills or a, a meters rather to yard converter right down there in the middle. So, you know, we know uh, 100 meters is 109 yards, 200 meters, uh, you know, 219 yards, so on and so forth. And this, this thing is so simple to use. All right, so simple to use. And, and I know when, when I saw this product come out, uh, it made its way on social media and I was super duper excited. Originally, another company offered it and I ordered five of them just for myself and they never showed up. 
the website was kind of janky. I don't even remember who the guys were. I think they've kind of since faded off. This was a few months back. And, you know, hey, that is what it is. Unfortunately, that that's kind of a reality of, of uh, the Internet. So everything's kind of a get rich quick uh, scam in, in a lot of ways. I, I shouldn't say everything, but but a lot of things like this that pop up. But uh, it turned out that the company that, it, that actually is producing these, I got in touch with them. And uh, the, the person in, in particular uh, that produces these is a stand-up guy. And, um, you know, he didn't have any affiliation with that other entity that, that was ripping people off. And, I, you know, I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, let, let's do a run of these with the resistor on it. And he thought, man, that like he he came back to me within no time. I think it was like within the hour. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, was all about it and so excited. And uh, you know what? What an incredible patriot! What an incredible guy! And uh, turned these things out, man. And and I'm telling you, uh, if you ever looked through a Soviet scope. So a PSO-1, uh, a POSP, or a, a POSP, which is a commercially produced version of it, uh, the Romanian TIP-2 that was on the PSL. If you ever looked through any of those scopes, you would notice that there was this choke-type uh, thing in the corner of it that, that kind of looked like a, like a flute you know, in the corner. And what that was was a rangefinder. And so you would put the, the feet of a human now, these were based on the average height of a man which is 1.8 meters you would put the feet at the bottom and wherever the head touched on that was the approximate range and it, it's a quick and effective way to range find to a target and it doesn't just have to be a man uh you know for for combat purposes you, you've got everything else on here you know the average height of a door trucks uh you know suv so on and so forth on here there's so much practical application to this for marksmanship and what i always thought was really really cool about that and about the the way that the uh the soviets approached their sniper program was more of a dmr approach designated marksman's rifle approach knowing that you you kind of have limited time you kind of have limited ammo um you know, your your conscripts that you have that you may be putting through sniper school may not even be necessarily literate in all cases. And and so it's easier to, to um, give somebody something that's intuitive to use that maybe is not quite as precise, but you're still putting rounds in the center of mass. And uh, I always thought that that was a very neat approach to things and it was one that that uh, you know we would replicate later on with the ACOG and uh the, the it's in particular the uh, TA01 and the TA31 um and in the Marine Corps of course they had the RCO which was uh, calibrated to a 20 inch M16A4 uh but wonderful stuff uh wonderful wonderful stuff and um you know it, it this this is something this is a product that I think is uh, one it's inexpensive uh, the micro card costs 18 bucks the uh, larger version costs 25 it's inexpensive it is something that you can throw into an everyday carry kit it's something that you can have you know multiples of because of its inexpense and you can train with this thing anywhere and it's not going to draw any unwanted attention 
you know, you're, you're, you're not having to take your rifle out. You're not having to, you know, range things off with an optic. You're sitting there doing it. There's no batteries. There's no electronics. There's none of that, right? It's just all field craft, old school field craft. And, and I'm telling you folks, for everybody that's trained with me in RTO courses, scout course, um, this is all coming back. All right, we're coming full circle on all this stuff. The, these skills are going to be coming back, and they're going to be very, very important when we're talking about, you know, uncertain times ahead that we are approaching. So last with on this note, and, and uh, be prepared in the comments saying love the ACSS. The ACSS was made from that same idea, that same principle. And uh, when, when Dimitri, uh, so product designer over at Primary Arms, when they were originally producing the ACSS way back in the day, I think this was like probably 2012, 2013 timeframe, you know, he really put his ear to the ground in the community and asked them what they wanted, you know, going to the various forums that were out there. Um, you know, I, I gave some input in it and, you know, one of the very first, uh, one to four by 24s that had the ACSS reticle in it, got to get my hands on, on one of those very early on, um, you know, before they, they were even mass produced. And I thought that that was so, so cool. Uh, so very cool. But um, anyhow, anyhow, running a little bit long here, 16 minutes talking straight. I told you, we've only got two hours tonight. We've only got two hours tonight, and I feel like we, we easily have eight hours worth of content. But where I'm going with the store, my goal is to give all of you out there a one-stop shop for the Patriot Rifleman. What I want to be able to do, what I am working towards is a one-stop shop. You want communications products, we're going to have communications products. You want to have medical products, we're going to have medical products. Trauma care, prolonged field care, you name it. All right, trauma kits or vehicles, we're going to have it. All right. Combat weapon craft, we're going to be having those. We're, as, as much as I can, we're going to be having as, as, as much as I can offer. I'm working with several companies out there. Land navigation, optics, optics is gonna be a big one. I am. I it, it's it's ambitious. It is very ambitious, but we we are working towards it. And right now, I am grinning ear to ear. I am so excited to be talking about this right now. I am so excited to be to to see this whole thing in motion, where it is going. Because it is truly, truly beautiful, folks. Um, and, and I have this community to thank. This community to thank because we take care of our own. And that has been my mission since day one. It is my mission today. And it will be my mission forever. To train you, to equip you with the very best, and to build this community in every way possible that is my mission that is my goal because our freedom as americans hinges upon it it hinges upon you there's no savior complex going on here we got to take care of our own and so you know with that said our co-hosts in here my esteemed Colleagues, my gangsters, 
sitting around the bar, getting drunk, talking a little treason, a little sedition. Of course, if you're a Biden, you can just do that, and it's you know it's no big deal. Anyway, first on the list, Patriot Man. What's up, What's up, my dude? I'm excited, man. You know, I've known about some of this stuff behind the scenes, and and you know, just um, from when I started getting involved in in 2018, just how much this community has evolved and grown is truly astounding. So um, I certainly echo uh, Scout's thoughts and saying thank you to everyone. It's it really could not have been done without you, you know, <clears throat> going with, you know, Brush has had his site forever. And um, then we had AP and then we had our struggles. And the only reason we got through our struggles was because the community gave us the financial resources before we were kicked off of Patreon to, um, to, to do what we needed to do, change host, make the proper upgrades and maintain the server so the website stays up. So I, I echo it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good, brother, man. Um, had a real good gym session tonight, did some back, did some cardio, and um, gearing up for a little bit of travel. Nothing too far. Uh, I got an academic conference next week, and then the week after I got a, um, a uh, religious convention I'm going to, so uh, going to be a lot of hotel rooms in my, uh, my future. Dude, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Man. Everyone can, everyone can pray for me because the, the academic conference is uh, in a very, very, very shithole city. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> when the sun goes down, I'll be chilling at the bar in the hotel. That's that's how that's going to go. Man, um, yeah, we're going to be... Uh, we're going to be talking about some of that tonight. This is some of the urban stuff that I see on the horizon. Uh, I know uh, Joe Dolio's in here. We're definitely going to be discussing it. It is some... And I, I think we're we're in for we're in for a, a definitely a more peaceful summer than average. Um, but getting <laughs> all that, man, I want to I want to circle back to something you said. It's, it's critically important, and it's a story that I don't think a lot of people know out there with American partisan. Is that man when when you challenge the establishment? And when, when you when, when you decide to, you know, fight the man, the Leviathan, as I call it, because it's just what it is. You know, when you decide to, to fight the Leviathan, they're going to they're going to throw a lot at you. And, um, you know, that first couple of years of American partisan, when when we were really hot and heavy, um, you know, throwing throwing so much content out there that was, you know, a lot of it was original content. We were really. Um, you know, trying to really trying to, 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 I don't want to say burn it down, but you know, it, it definitely, there, there was some risque stuff, man. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, like posting up the, the uplink frequencies for Chinese Beidou system, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yep. you know, it's, that's one of the, that's one of the classics and, and that's going to be in the upcoming, uh, Gorilla Dispatch Volume 3, by the way. There's going to be some things about fucking around with SATCOM. Um, some stuff that I don't necessarily think is... I don't necessarily think it's it's a good idea to, to put out uh, on the internet, but I'll definitely put it in print medium. You know, because at this point... Honestly, at, at this point, it, you know, it, it's really... 
people need those tools. They they need to yep. know how to maximize, you know, their, their tools. But you know, man, we, we had the Chinese come after us. Mm-hmm. With, with massive DDoS attacks. We had the US government come after us. <laughs> yep. We had, you know, the the NSA definitely uh they, they Salt Lake City, baby. Yeah. It was it was coming out of Fort Meade, it was coming out of Utah. You know, we, mm-hmm. we can see this. We, we like we have the analytical tools. Anybody that works in IT knows you can you know you see the point of origin of all this stuff. And um, we we were getting hammered, man. It, like nation states were attacking us. Brazil attacked yeah. us back in in uh, Lula's first term, back when uh, Bolsonaro was running. Um, you know, and and uh, which there's some interesting developments coming out about that now. Which I don't we, we, had, we had we had we had a couple that were very overt signs, basically letting us know, hey, we, yeah. we hey we know you guys, um, you know stuff that traced back to Langley. Um, yeah, and yeah. the biggest thing was was our hosting company, which you know it, it's it's an open secret that IT work is dominated by the left, and our our hosting company threw us under the bus. Yes, I did. Charging us exorbitant fees to do menial tasks that should have already been taken care of on their end. And it, I mean, again, like you folks out there, you really don't understand how stressful that is when, you know, you, you've literally bet the farm on your, you know, your training business, which is tied at the hit to this upstart website, which is tied at the hit to content that you're putting out and it, it, it's man it's a struggle if you've never done it it's a struggle and your support this this community's support out there is really what what carried us through that yep and despite all censorship despite them trying to shut us down despite literally i mean dude everybody fucking banned us like nato yep. fucking banned us we're yeah. banned on nato any nato uh, portal that that gets to the the normal internet that's that's outside of uh, the NATO uh, internet side of things. So you know, Nipper, non secure internet protocol, um, and and Sipper, secure internet protocol. But a- anything that's outside of that, you're coming from a NATO portal. They're, they're not going to let you see our website. Nope. That's, so they hate us. The Russians fucking hate us. Yeah. You know? They're not. They they have no like the the most attacks on the forum come from Russia. Uh, I see that in real time. The Chinese obviously don't like us. Um, you know the the Democrats damn sure don't like us. Now, so- now a lot of the attacks on AP are, are coming out of um, uh, false accounts out of Atlanta, which we yeah. all know what's in Atlanta. So AT and T. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and that I secret mean- special floor they have. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, but, but your support again, it's, it's this community. It, it's what we've, we've all built together. It is what we've been able to do. And you guys really don't understand how much I appreciate that, how much this team appreciates that because we really have to take care of our own. I mean, right now uh, to give you a little bit of a, a view in, into the looking glass. I mean, right now there's, there's a book on Amazon. I, I've had to fight tooth and nail because there has been this is the fifth book now that has used chat gpt to write some drivel about that mentions about in passing it's a complete rip-off product 
it uses phony reviews. They're, they're all canned reviews. Your book's been out for less than 30 days, and you got 414 reviews that are all five-star. Get the fuck out of here. Um, you know, and, and meanwhile, Amazon is, is doing everything they can to, to try and, and, you know, suppress Gorilla's Guide to Balfang. Hey, man, you know, I mean, it is what it is. They, they're going to do that shit. Yeah, they're going to do it. They, they they are sabotaging a bunch of ways that, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can on my end. Um, but the legal process is slow, man. And and so, you know, as stressful as that is, this is the fifth time, too. This is the fifth time shit's happened. I mean, you know, hey, you could get angry. You could get bent out of shape. You could, you you know, you could jump up and down and do whatever. That ain't, That's not solving the problem. How do you solve the problem? I looked at that and I said, you know what? This isn't going to stop. Right? This isn't going to stop. The fact that my book went to number one and became a number one bestseller, almost 20,000 copies sold, even though they had runs of them out there that they purposefully, the, the QC was bad on them. And I think they did that on purpose. I can't prove it, but I think they did. Where, you know, you can look through the reviews on it. Some of the pages were misprinted. And, you know, they, hey, I mean, printer things happen, but this, this has been an ongoing issue. I've contacted them a bunch of times. Look, folks, please don't email me about that. I'm aware of it. I don't have any control over it. All right. Send those books back to Amazon. Get you a fresh copy. All right. Get you a fresh copy. You know, that's, that's all I can tell you. And, and that's, that's just, I, I wish that I didn't have to tell you that. I wish I could tell you something better, but I can tell you this, what you get from me on my store is as solid as it gets, especially the spiral bound, right? Especially the spiral bound stuff, because that's made by a company that, that I'm uh, close friends with here in North Carolina. I could call up the owner. I, I was literally just in there uh, yesterday chit-chatting with them, um, you know, talk to the owner, everything is good, right? Everything is good. So, so I have direct control over that QC. So what I'm putting out, what I'm putting out on my end, top spiral bound editions of, of, uh, you know, the field manuals and, and the products that I have up on the store. Hey, that's, that is a hundred percent support to brush beauty training and consulting to me, to radio contra, to American partisan, to our community. All right. So I'm not telling you not to buy from Amazon. Obviously, um, you know, you, some people, that's, that's just what they're going to do. And and that's that is how they come across everything else. That's how they come across uh, Radio Contra. That's how they come across Brush Beater Training and Consulting. That, that, you know, that's how they come across all this stuff. Right. So it, it, it does have its value. And, yeah, it's frustrating. But but I look at it like this because I'm an art, eternal optimist here. I look at it like this. They know, somebody knows, somebody noticed that this book all of a sudden shoots to number one and stays there in Amazon's top 1,000 and stays there. And so they did some checking around and they were like, oh, um, man, we, you know, we, we can't have this dude being too successful, right? And despite all that, despite all that, Look at how successful we continue to be. And if you don't think that's a validation to how great our community of Patriots is, I I personally can't think of a better one. I really can't. And to me, the way I look at it is this is the Lord saying, hey, you know, I blessed you this way so that you could do this. I did this. 
I did this for you. I guided you on this path so that you can do this over here. And that is what I'm going to do. And that, that is, um, you know, because when you see somebody rip off your work, when you see what they've done, um, and, and the fact that you try and fight it, you know, Hey, you, you can get angry, right? You can get angry. You can throw your hands up and, and you can try and joust at windmills or you could, you could fight it smart. And this is what we're doing. And this is what we're going to do. And so, you know, I'm going to, I have more books on the horizon. You know, I'm, I am going to publish them through Amazon because it is efficient. It's an efficient way to do that. I've got more manuals that I'm in the process of writing as well. Um, you know, signals intelligence manual, which has been kind of long coming, but Hey, it's going to get here. I've got a bigger book on communications that I'm writing right now, a much bigger one encompasses HF and, you know, everything else it is a very broad in scope, uh, manual that I think all of you are really going to like. And of course, you know, the gorilla dispatch, which is, is not going anywhere anytime soon. That's you know, uh, volume three will be coming out soon. And, um, you know, then volume four and five and six and as many as we can put out. Uh, so, you know, we, we ain't going to stop. We damn sure ain't going to stop. But this community is what makes it happen. But this is allowing us to do so many other things, to go in so many other directions, to offer our community so much. And uh, I am I am so, so excited to bring all this to you. And so far, so far, just looking at the numbers, it is pretty doggone incredible. It is pretty doggone incredible. I've had the most productive two days I've ever had of my entire life uh, these past two days. And, and, you know, it ain't me. It's, it's this community. But uh, anyway. <laughs> 32 minutes into it. <laughs> 32 minutes into it. Next on the list, Tactical Wisdom, Mr. Joe Dolio. What's happening, man? Is my sound working tonight? You sound amazing. You sound yeah. like you need a yingling long neck at the gorilla Listen, camp located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina. I, I think that I might have that on the schedule for Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so that's pretty darn awesome. You better, you better be um, hydrating, fool. I, I've seen the POI for that class. You know by now, man, them hills ain't no dope. So, oh yeah, no, no, no. We, we're going to be good on the hills, and uh, and 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 I'm actually working on getting my hydration. I'll put on my pack tonight, oh. actually. So yeah, that's I'm good. Um, you know that. Yep, yeah. I tell you, last week, uh, you you talked a little bit about people coming at us, and last week I did some protection work for a big name, a uh, big conservative name, and uh, we had a thousand protesters come out for this one little woman who gave a speech, and. Uh, I tell you what's funny is, is uh, they tried to surround the building to trap her in, and uh, Watcher was doing my uh, doing my my online stuff for me, threat assessment. He texts me, he yeah. goes, "Hey man, they're about to surround the building." I'm like, well, "Let them know uh, we're already out to dinner and having drinks. We we, we made it out." Uh, but I tell you, they're coming out of the woodwork and they're really pushing things. They're going to push this New York thing. And you're right. We're going to have the yeah. the summer of the most love ever. So it's uh, we're gonna obviously we're we're gonna be diving into this one pretty deep. I you know, first on the list is gonna be gonna be Tucker because I think everybody's 
take on the Tucker situation is going to be going to be classic. Um, yeah, you know, but but yeah, they they were t- they're the, the leftist tactic. You know, they they saw in San Francisco what worked with Riley Gaines, and they're they're going to continue to do that. Um, and in case you were living under a rock and you don't know, uh, Riley Gaines was kidnapped. Right, that fits the legal def- definition of kidnapping. When you hold someone against their will with no legal authority to do so, no no uh, exigent circumstance or no in extremis uh, circumstance, and you're doing that in a hostile and threatening manner, that is kidnapping. That is that is what you're doing. And and um, the uh, San Francisco University police did nothing. Uh, they did not respond to it. The San Francisco city police did nothing. Um, they, they have a duty to protect citizenry. And of course we know in, in recent years, I, I'm certainly not part of necessarily part of the, the, uh, uh, a cab crowd, uh, for sure. But at the same time, I do want accountability out of law enforcement on both ends. Um, there's a fine degree of, of accountability and lawlessness. And, and what the left advocates, when they say accountability, is lawlessness. That's what they want. Um, well, they, they let, want let me tell you, work. as and, we were planning this, yeah. so as we were planning this, that was her concern, was the Riley Gaines incident. And so yep. my first contact with the with with the university police where we were going was they were like, "Hey, uh, we're responsible for the students outside of the venue. You guys are responsible for inside the venue." I'm like, "Oh no, you do not get to abdicate your responsibility. You are the police yeah. for everyone, and you will assign me some people." And it eventually went down to uh, Virginia State Police got involved and did a fantastic job of helping me out where where the campus didn't necessarily. Uh, so. Yeah, they can't. The campus police are a bunch of bitches. Just one man's oh, yeah. opinion. They tried to remove me from class for disagreeing with a teacher once, and uh, I was <laughs> anyway. Johnny Paratrooper, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, Johnny Paratrooper it's... has an illegal uh, Chihuahua fighting ring going on behind him. As well. <laughs> I don't think that was me. I don't have no, a that dog. was that was at my house. Uh, oh, that was your house. Walk by our house and the wow. dogs go nuts. But uh, but but you're right, Johnny. I mean, like I show up in the in the campus, cops are all like in level four tack vests, and I'm like, just a college campus, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was just a little a little over the top. So very much so. So Dick, moving down the list, Johnny Paratrooper. Hey buddy, jump in the city. <laughs> what are you drinking this evening? Uh, you know what? Actually. I'm the proud owner of a pool, and I didn't want to go into pool season with a drinking problem, and I also wanted to look nice, so I have not been drinking during the week. (laughs) Bro, it's too cold here for a pool right now, and it's been been crazy. Like, uh, uh, Oh, there's frost on my window at the beginning of the week. 15 minutes from my house, they got five inches of snow. Yeah. Dude, this this is... Like we we don't. It's a strange time of the year, man. Because like we we something my my dad always said. He, he'd always tell me growing up with you know learning how to farm, learning how to raise a garden and everything. He's like, look, never ever plant anything in the ground until after May first, 
he's like, I don't care. It could be 85 degrees in the middle of March. You may get another frost. You know, in the mid-Atlantic states, man, you know, northern North Carolina, all the way up to, you know, where you're at, southern PA, it's not unheard of to get a frost, you know, that, that first week of May. You know, and, and um, it, it's it's just strange, man. It's, it's that strange yeah. time of year where, like, yeah. it should be warmer than it is right now. So It's a strange environment, too, because, like, if you put in the work, like, let's say you, like, wrap up your trees. Like yeah. you can grow citrus fruits all the way up to like two hours into Pennsylvania. Oh um, yeah, my and my, my boys do it. I mean, and they're they're good. It's good. Uh, he planted them a little close to the corn, so the pesticide when they spray the the ground cover to kill it, it messes with his the leaves on his trees. So one side of the trees, the leaves don't like grow right. And it's it doesn't get strong fruit on the tree. He planted them just a hair too close to the cornfield. So, gentlemen, if you guys live near a cornfield, don't don't do that. But yeah, you can grow that stuff pretty far north if you take care of it. But yeah, it's like it's like cold and freak snowstorms out of nowhere up in Appalachia. Man, it's wild. Meanwhile, in yeah. Michigan, the Upper Peninsula had the most snow of the winter two days ago. So yep, yeah, wow. <laughs> it, it was it was cold out in Missouri, man. It's northern Missouri, up by Nebraska, and uh, where Nebraska and um, Iowa come together, like right, right in that that area. Dude, it was freaking cold up there. It's <laughs> been raining nonstop for. It didn't. It didn't rain. They got a pretty nasty windstorm though. Like the the last day of class, it was just like, ah oh, man, we were outdoors the whole time. Like I had wind burned. I was like, man, this is this is rough. You know, anyway, speaking of rough, last, certainly not least on the list, Mr. Risky Krisky. What's up, gentlemen? How are y'all doing this evening? Doing well, brother. Doing well. My my fellow AKGF3 Palmetto State enjoyer. I'm actually fondling it right now on a skateboard. I, I, I'm playing with mine right now, too. Yeah. Nice. I hope we're talking about AKs here. We are, but we are talking about AKs. Yes. Risky Krisky. Somebody sent me a message on, on on Twitter and said, "Is Risky Krisky a Fed?" And I said, "I can't confirm <laughs> that for you." I get that a lot. It's a common question. Did you get Dude, your no. verified status removed? No, you just if you change your profile picture or any of the uh, background pictures, it has to go through the re-verification <laughs> process. Ah, okay. Interesting. I'll put it like this, man. It's, this was something that we were kind of joking about in class. Uh, Pot County Partisan, if you're in here in, in the comments section, um, you definitely remember this because you were a party to this conversation in Missouri. But, um, nah, man, if, if how, how do you, quote unquote, how do you spot, spot the Fed online? Bro, it's 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 a fucking bro vet who wants to sell you on his his credential every five seconds, and then sell you some bullshit widget, and then want you to to fucking you know hey quick and follow me and I'm the answer to all your problems, you know that's that that's who you need to be looking out for, you know not it's it's I mean that's. Nah, 
you know, just, just because my man here says what's on everybody's minds, but he just has the, the, the balls to say it um, and to get it out there and to get it out there in a very entertaining way. I mean, come on, man. It's, it's fucking classy. That, that intro music, you know, partying at the Ritz. I mean, come on. <laughs> and uh, I was wearing a mask. You know what? I, I think that if we're not getting called feds by people, we're not doing our job right. I mean, I'm not to the Fed level where I'm exiting U-Hauls with my homies and we're all in khakis and ski masks. So, I mean, until I'm doing that, everyone well, can just take a break. I wanted to tell y'all I'm bringing out a U-Haul on Sunday and we're all going to... Well, Patriot Man front pass. That's, that's one of the biggest psyops that, that I think is a big carryover from the 90s. And that's one of those things. This is going to be a very controversial statement, but whatever. I'm, I'm not scared of that, obviously. Um, the 1990s, man, if, if you go back and watch, uh, Waco, <laughs> the, uh, the Michael Shannon, uh, uh, miniseries, which is excellent. It's excellent, by the way. I mean, like, I, I so, you know, I was, I was a kid kind of getting into my teenage years in the 1990s. I remember Waco. I remember, uh, I remember Ruby Ridge. I was a small child when that happened. I think I was, I was in the first grade, first, second grade. Um, you know, but I, I remember all that. Like, I, I remember the vibes and, and growing up where I grew up, you know, here in North Carolina, like the local news will be talking about uh, the resistor, you know, and, and uh, knowing Steve. I mean, I, you know, I know Steve. It's big, big honor to know him. And um, it, I mean, he, he's he's an incredible man. He really like he, he gets trashed and, and, you know, a lot of circles. And, and I don't know why, but he he dude is i mean he's he's really really an incredible man and um but but my point is is that the the 1990s if you go back and and you know you watch the uh michael shannon series which i think is is probably like streaming everywhere right now because they did a second part to it uh second miniseries that's on now i think um but I, i saw the first one i haven't seen the second one yet but, um, you know, he's he's literally pointing out that, hey, man, we're we're creating a problem here and a pretty big one, you know, and, and one of the big points about that is, is that, you know, when when they they started Operation PatCon, which you can go back and look all this stuff up, they started Operation PatCon and, you know, wanted to map out all the dissident leaders, you know, Bo Greitzes of the world and William Cooper and, and like all that stuff. But they implanted this idea that there was literally a fed behind every fucking, every juniper, you know, every, every, every shrubbery in your yard had a fucking fed behind it. And that was just, man, it was just pretty ridiculous. Um, what that, that's one thing that, you know, the, the younger generations, you know, the millennial generation, my generation, our, our generation, all of us, you know, here in this room, um, you know, and, and Gen Z that's, that's coming up underneath us. One thing I've noticed on social media and, and you know, working with a, a lot of younger guys in class that are that are coming out to train is that they're very adept at pointing out the obvious and pointing out guys that just don't fit. They're man, they're real adept at it. Like you know, Joe, how you were pointing out, like, what was it the other day? The fucking, uh, the, what was it? The blood and soil guys or the, yeah, I mean, that was, that was some nonsense. 
what is this even? Like, I don't even know what the shit is. Like, man, dude, the again, odd, everyone, uh, everyone's body size was was within a fifteen percent uh, agreement, right? There were no yeah. heavy people, no overly thin people. Everyone was right down the middle. Everyone was masked up. It's nonsense. Even the leader. I mean, they say the leader's been around for a while. Well, that doesn't mean he's not a Fed. And it doesn't mean he didn't draw that tattoo on his face with a Sharpie because it looks like he did. Um, yeah, it's, it's just man. crazy. I mean, and, and they're getting out there. They they want to parade in front of the cameras saying purposefully outlandish shit. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, o only Feds would do yeah, it, it, man, that crap is tailor made for this. I mean, one, that, that's one of the biggest psyops that that occurred in the 1990s was it, and it it was very effective because it prevented organization. It prevented effective organization. It prevented people from getting together and, and training because all of a sudden, it was like you know you had a whole generation that was raised on the six o'clock news. And they never lied to you, even though they were lying to your face nonstop. Right. So, they, oh, of course, they would never lie to you. Of course, they would never do this. Of course, they would never do that. But, you know, obviously they were, as we know now, they, they lie nonstop. Um, you know, they, they're they're married at the hip, man. And so, um, dude, you know, you begin to look at it. You begin to look at all this stuff and the younger generations, man, and I think the internet has a whole lot to do with it, just the proliferation of knowledge. They say they, the hell with this stuff. You see it for what it is, you call it out. Like, this is, this is fucking stupid. Um, you know, these guys standing around, obviously the points that you made, they, they're all within a, a certain body size and type. And, you know, it just, it's, it's not reflective of reality, man. Not, not in the least. Uh, not in the least, but um, one thing I do want to point out, speaking of this, HP 11 in the comments is saying, uh, speaking of feds, proud boys conviction today. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely a big one. In the, and that's one I actually am going to kick out a, a whole podcast on. Um, I, I want to dive into this one and, and really do it right. Cause you know, I don't think we have enough time in this podcast to say everything I want to say about that. Um, but what I will say is this, I'll bounce this off you guys. What I've said consistently over the years, you know, longtime listeners of mine know this, everybody is trained with me. We've had these conversations in class. Um, what is to be gained by going out to protest? You know, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. You, you, that is a leftist tactic because it is allowed to happen. We know this now, right? We know this. They go out, they smash stuff up, and, and they have the overhead cover. You don't. And so that when you fight an enemy on his terms, you're going to lose 100%. 100% of the time. That's what these guys are figuring out. Um, unfortunately, Unfortunately, now, you know, the people that got convicted and questioned, uh, most notably Enrique Torrios um, and uh, Joe Biggs, who, you know, most famously is uh, InfoWars co-host at one time, 
Uh, he's been on with Jack Posobiec a lot. I think he was kind of doing his own thing for a little while and, um, you know, got got in, in deep with um, – with Proud Boys, but I mean, we've seen this. We've seen this with Oath Keepers, we've seen this with Proud Boys. Uh, you know, any any other national organizations that you want to point out there that you want to throw in? Um, national, we, we see this over and over again. National level, quote unquote, is a dead end, and it comes from that savior complex. It comes from that Messiah complex. We, you know, oh, we want somebody to save us. We want somebody else to do all the heavy lifting. But now I'll, I'll join your group. Come on, man. Like, dude, I mean, seriously, you, you I look, you, you don't go up there. You don't, you, you, you know, you knew everybody that went to D.C. went up there, knew there wasn't a damn bit of good that was going to come out of anything that day. All right. Now, I get it. I get it. I'm sure, you know, people listen to this, but I got a constitutional right today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Tell me how that works out. In real world terms, tell me how that works out. Exactly Not well. right. Not well. You know, so, I mean, dude, it, the reality is America has political prisoners. Because we do. Right? We have political prisoners. Now we have guys who are being convicted and will be held as political prisoners, convicted for uh, some obscure, very obscure char- charges. Well, here's very my question: obscure. If Tario, if Tario is convicted of seditious conspiracy, since he conspired with nothing but FBI agents, aren't they guilty too? No. <laughs> no. Well, they invested. I mean, they said they said for his role in the attack, my man got off the plane and got arrested. He didn't get anywhere near the Capitol. It's just right. so. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the uh, Marxists have a yeah. long history of like dragging you into a street fight. <clears throat> yep. they, it's they're one they can create a martyr from it. Um, but it, they also build camaraderie fighting. The um, SS was born as the Nazis, like uh, goons, like yeah, the, the, SA. the hockey term. Yeah, the SA. Um, to use the hockey term, they were like the goons for the for the for the. Actually, it was the German Workers Party to begin with, and it yep. started as drinking beer and going out and beating up communists in the streets. They used to have hundred on one hundred like street fights, and it was like gentleman rules too. They they didn't always show up with like you know Papa Shahs and and SKSs and Mosins. Um, right. Usually, it was just a good old bare knuckle, um, but but it was getting out of control. Um, and yeah, I, like Hitler got arrested at one of them, and that he wrote Mein Kampf in in prison. Um, that and so they're like trying to create a martyr, and I guess at the same time, like a fucking Marvel movie, they're trying to create a Hitler as well, because presumably, you know, like you know, they're trying to get somebody arrested, so they sit in prison and they make a martyr for us as well. Like uh, it, it, I don't know. It just gives me a headache. Just stay the hell away from it. Also, what does a march in like Washington D.C. have to do with some guy that lives in like Washington State? <laughs> you know, it's like literally doesn't affect you really. Like the decision's already been made about what's going on federally. Like you, you know that that battle was lost fifteen years ago. Right. 
yeah, it, it's like, look, th- this is the time right now, folks, to be getting organized at the local most level. I know, I know that's hard. You have to get away from the Twitter machine and the Instagram for a little while and get out. that remains to be seen when you're talking kinetics okay we ain't there yet we're not there you don't have the infrastructure okay period that's that's not a thing okay so um you know anyway not to not to go too deep in that but I'm, I'm understand a- that, that this is coming to a head. The reaction of to the revolution is certainly coming to a head, right? And we, we have the revolutionary things that are occurring on all angles. And that's that's really what we're going to be talking about going into the next hour. So um, anyway, one thing here, it, it, and uh, getting back to the whole story with Tucker Carlson, because I, I literally, I had so many emails. I had so many messages. I had so many people that were asking, you know, whoa, what do you think about this? Well, um, Tucker, I've, I've known about Tucker Carlson for a long time. Um, back when he was on CNN, he was kind of the, the uh, conservative counterpoise, the punching bag on CNN. If you, you know, you know anything about uh, the 24 hour news shows and, and the frames that they use for their, their arguments. They all do this. Of course, yeah, I mean, Fox does this. They have their, their uh, token liberals that they'll beat up on, on the shows that, that make like, you know, some minute counterpoint. Um, and, and, you know, then, then the other conservatives who, who, you know, are, are really their intellectual superiors for the most part. They, they just bury them. Um, I mean, and, and that's that's the way that it goes. It, CNN does that. They have their liberal powerhouse, and they have some milk toast conservative. They'll say things, and that's really that. That's how Tucker started out. Um, I when when he first hit the airwaves, I really didn't think too much of him. Um, didn't you know? Just just thought he was another guy. He was an up and coming Hannity, uh, which Hannity is a point I'm going to get to here in a second. Uh, don't be fooled by that guy. That guy's a snake. Um, which I don't think anybody in this audience, there, you know, all fourteen thousand of you that are subscribed to this podcast, I, I don't think there's any danger of that. But I have to point it out anyway. Um, I didn't think too much of Tucker, and and when he started having certain people coming on, uh, Tulsi Gabbard really being most notable of them, uh, Glenn Greenwald somewhat. Uh, because he he's not a conservative, he's he's definitely a liberal, you know, kind of on the leftist end of things. But he's a leftist libertarian, and so that that's kind of the the thing that they all have in common is a, a big government perspective, which which I have a lot of respect for. Um, I but I still I wasn't sold on him. 
I wasn't sold on him. I still, uh, you know, and I even made comments to this effect on, on the forum. You absolutely should. You absolutely should. Because one, it's a classic American movie. But second, it will give you a perspective on news like you won't believe. Because that movie was truth. That was truth to power on the screen. And so, in case you haven't seen it, it's an old film. It's from the mid-70s. Uh... Howard Beale, he's on this failing TV network. He's a news anchor. He's going to get fired. They, you know, they're, they're about to get bought out or, or something to that effect. He's, he's. Uh, you, you will find this. Uh, so, Open Country in the comments, what movie cut out uh, Network. If you look up, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Look that clip up. Howard Beale. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And you'll see that whole solo, that whole monologue. But he says, that is a technique that the 24-hour news shows, the news channels, rather, have uh, utilized, right? They, they've, they've utilized this. this. It's the Howard Beale role. And Tucker, at least in my opinion, was filling that role. Previously, Glenn Beck filled that role. And Glenn Beck realized, I think, that uh, at least for a little while, he could make more money on his own, make his own network, and so he did. Um, but he, he's filling that role. Alex Jones did that very very well does that very very well but i don't think it's an act for him it's it's just him right but this this was the role right and so they had tucker that was playing this role he looks good on tv he's well spoken he is articulate about things he's extremely intelligent but he's a phony because you have the hegelian dialectic you have the the thesis antithesis and the synthesis at the end, right, which is commonly known as problem-reaction-solution. And so that was what, uh, that, that was the role that Tucker was playing, at least to my, my point of view, what I thought. I was wrong. I was wrong about that. And I, I'm very, very happy to be wrong about that. I'm very proud to be wrong about that. Um. I will say this, uh, you know, his his firing did come as a surprise to me and that did show me that there is there there are people out there who are telling us the truth. They're hard to find. They're hard to detect, but they are there and he was one of them.
And uh, I'm impressed by that. And and so his firing, I think that uh, Lachlan Murdoch, who there's been a lot of phony, I think, fake news reports have come out about Rupert Murdoch. I don't think Rupert Murdoch had anything to do with it. I really don't. Uh, Rupert Murdoch knows he's extremely intelligent. He built his company. He built News Corp from the ground up. Um, Rupert Murdoch knows how to build people who are producing money. And he is not going to dismiss that. Lachlan Murdoch, though, his kid. So if you've ever seen Succession, which I think is kind of a shitty show. It's it's just there's a tasteful way to do uh satire and then there's the way that hbo is doing satire it's not written it, it's thinly veiled it's it's not written very intelligently um i think brian cox could just do so much better for himself he's a wonderful actor he could do so much better than that um but uh I- I- anyhow it's that being said uh tucker was telling you the truth i was wrong about that I was wrong. Things that I've said in, in previously, I was wrong about that. Now, Fox, Fox is, is, is headed to the dirt for sure. There's, there's no difference between them and any of the others. Now, I think that their stock is, is beginning to reflect that their ratings numbers are certainly going to reflect that. And, uh, Sean Hannity. So, so, Uh, generally speaking, uh, unless it's some sort of series and it's of Tucker and all this stuff, don't be fooled by that. Okay, this is nothing more than an attempt to scoop up and salvage the fact that he he lives and dies by his ratings as well and his ratings were jumping by the people who hung around after Tucker was done at that nine o'clock hour and as soon as that was gone the cash cow is gone because nobody likes Hannity nobody wants to watch Hannity this this guy's he's you know savage has him pegged calls him wall banger he's exactly right. You know, he's just, I think he's insufferable, can't stand the guy. And, you know, he he's trying to salvage whatever he can because he knows that, that he's going to go down with the ship. He's going down with the ship. And he is tied at the hip to Fox. He's been tied at the hip to Fox from the beginning. And he's trying to do whatever he can to, to at least make nice with with that audience base but it's not working it's not working so anyway with all of that said turning it back over to my wonderful co-host here in the green dragon tavern what are your thoughts uh reactions so on and so forth Yeah, I think that that last speech where Tucker said straight up, hey, it's not right versus left anymore. It's good versus evil. Just pushed him right over the edge. Uh, He's not wrong. And uh, they can't have him out here telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I 
I think he's going to be good wherever he, wherever he decides to do. He's going to be fine. Uh, as you said, people were watching for him. Um, not not because they you know watch Fox per se, because he was the voice of truth. He was the only one saying the things that needed to be said. And I think that he did get too close to the truth. And I, and I liked how he waited a few days, and then right when the Monday show would have hit. He posted that video on Twitter, which I thought was a very well said little two minute speech, um, you know, saying, you know, you know, this is not we're going to beat him basically is what the gist of it was. But um, thanking everyone for being so kind to him. Uh, I just think that he is going to be fine. He's going to continue to tell the truth. And to be honest, I know that I, there's rumors that a couple other people at Fox are worried about their jobs. Um, Maria. Uh, Bartira Romo, however you say her last name, and um, Judge Janine. Um, there was rumors that they were now nervous because you know they had similar talking points. So um, you know, and to be honest, I hope uh, Fox Maria, gets rid of both of them. Maria ain't going nowhere. Maria's not going anywhere. I, they're not going to get who. Who would they replace her with? Now, I agree with you, but she was very nervous. Eh, she might be. She's not going anywhere. Um, I mean, she. So Maria Bartiromo. In, in case anybody doesn't know, she uh, she is the face of Fox Business Network. I mean, there there is really nothing else to watch on FBN. I don't. I don't think that that's the only thing worth watching. Uh, I back when when I actually did watch uh, morning TV. That's what I would watch because her takes on politics and, and really the guests that she had on, because, you know, obviously her angle is economics. Uh, that's what she specializes in. She's one of the smartest people in media. I, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed listening to her. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't watch any of this stuff anymore, but uh, there's no way in hell they would get rid of her. Who would they replace her with? I mean, because before, before Maria Bartiromo, they had Mornings with Don Imus. That was what was on FBN. Mornings with Don Imus. Uh, you know, so, and, and, you know, I know you know about Don Imus because of his infamous Rutgers comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the nappy-headed hose. Yep. Oh, hell, Don. Man, he had good taste in cowboy hats, though. I will say that. He had good taste in cowboy hats. That's probably the only good thing that you could say about that. Guy. Yeah, that's about the only thing. I heard he was he was quite the fiend for cocaine. That's that's what I heard over the years. Glenn Beck's made a lot of comments about that, and Glenn Beck would know too. You know, it's, it's, uh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, other reactions, guys? I think that uh, Tucker Carlson has two things that were not going for him. If you remember when he started releasing the January 6th footage, he only got in, I, I believe, like one night of footage, and he had like two or three ready to go. And Chuck Schumer called directly in public for Murdoch to censor his show and then he didn't provide any more good footage after that so that was in my mind pretty pretty big as far as the first amendment was concerned and then they took it a step further i think maybe preemptively and i'm just guessing here but 
what is, I mean, if y'all been keeping up with the receipts that apparently some whistleblower may or may not have, I mean, that stuff is yet to come out, but yeah, Bruce Lee's parents were apparently, but, uh, the <laughs> you threw me for a loop there, buddy. My buddy's making fun of me. Um, the receipts as far as Joe Biden and his more than 200 incident reports as far as his fraudulent banking. And there was apparently, again, there, insert the joke about the parents, uh, some foreign person that invested and gave him money in, in exchange for him to change political something, right? I don't know if it was foreign policy or something when he was the vice president. So if that's the case, what would Tucker Carlson be able to do with all of those receipts? So I think there, the potential for this to be really big is there. However, do I expect the Banana Republic to fix itself? No, I don't. So who knows what happens here? Oh, no. It invites an interesting summer, probably a peaceful one, very mostly peaceful. Yeah, mostly peaceful. It's mostly peaceful. No, dude, you're spot on, man. Um, you know, I think that the 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 little Chucky Schumer, little Chucky Schumer, we, the intelligence community can get you six ways from Sunday. Uh, I think his his comments. Um, you know, anybody remember when he said that? You know, I was talking about Trump. I can get you six ways from Sunday. Uh, anyway, um, so I, I really think that his, his comments on the Senate floor when he was mentioning, uh, Tucker by name, that definitely, definitely was a thing as well. Um, that, that definitely played into it. So yeah, spot on, man. Nah, but the, the the affairs of the republic aren't going to fix themselves. That's that's a hundred percent. It's only going to get worse um, before it gets better. Of course, heater in the comments saying JFK is not available for comment. However, RFK Jr. is available for comment, um, and so uh, yeah. But that, of course, that is another episode as well. Uh, I think I've got a lot to say about RFK Jr. Um, a lot to say about that. And, uh, that's a little bit outside the scope of, of tonight's, uh, episode. So HP 11 in the comments about the vigilante justice being doled out in the New York city subways. Shit's going to be on the rise too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and, and that kind of is the, where we're going, um, with with this episode talking about the, the another mostly peaceful summer inbound certainly is uh of course we we already had little rumbles here and there in akron ohio um a couple of other places that i kind of see bubbling up i think atlanta is certainly not done there, there's going to be some flare-ups there in in uh this coming summer as well because the the underground uh, the the underground of, of the left is is telegraphing their intent here, and uh, they're shifting their language in, in a very very important way, right? A very very important way. And so, amid this uh, this latest thing, right? You know, I support the current thing, whatever the current thing is. Uh, of course, we have uh, this this homeless guy 
Or, you know, if you're you're on the left wing of the spectrum, their new talking point is houseless. Uh, it's not homeless anymore. It's houseless uh, because a house, a domicile, according to the left, is a civil right that is going to be their new talking point going forward. Uh, so they don't want to say homeless anymore. They say houseless. Uh, this guy, Jordan Neely, right? Jordan Neely had uh, 44 prior felony arrests. He was currently a fugitive from justice on one of those charges. He is a druggie. He is uh, a vagrant. He is a person who is, for lack of a better term, a menace to society. Okay, a person who criminologists will call a career criminal at this point due to his age. He is not going to get any better. There is no drug treatment program that is going to fix him. And that is that. It is a cruel reality. All right, it is a cruel reality. And so he, honestly, he attacked the wrong guy. Okay, he attacked the wrong guy. And, and you know, elephant in the room, why did he attack the guy that he attacked? Does anybody want to take a stab at that? Because I think it's pretty obvious, right? We've, we've been propagandized with all this, this uh, you know, anti-white, racist stuff, those racial-based, identitarian crap, right? And so at the, at the street level, right, you've got all these Democrat politicians that are out there that are, you know, basically saying that there's a large swath of the American populace that they hate. They hate. They hate anyone who is a shade lighter than they are. They hate them. You have the transgender community that is fully on board with this. And it's very ironic because the bulk of the transgender community is white. They are Caucasian. But you have this level of hate, and this is trickled down because it is bombarded. It, the social psychology behind it has now bombarded everyone to the point that it has caused the divisiveness that we now have. That is the reality. That is the reality. And so you have a guy on New York City subway, white guy, riding subway, who knows what his station in life is? Who cares? It doesn't matter. He's on a New York City subway, which the New York City subway, all right, their subway system, New York City in general, has been an absolute disaster in terms of public safety for some time now. And this current governor, Eric Adams, is doing a real shitty job of protecting his citizens there, right? In totes. That, that applies to everybody, by the way. That applies to everybody, every quote-unquote racial demographic, okay? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you have a guy who is, uh, you know, millennial or late Gen Z, right, who's, who's attacking another guy as a Marine veteran, probably based on racial demographic, because there was other people, there were other people on that subway, he could have attacked other people and probably did, probably did. But that guy said, fuck no. I ain't dealing with this today. Fuck you. Took him out. Right? Took him out. He was defending himself, plain and simple. Now, of course, he's going to get raked over the coals. He's going to get raked over the coals. It's going to happen. Right? It's going to happen. We all know it. We all know it. Um, But this is another indicator. Right? 
Now you've got all of the the uh, AOC squad, quote unquote, all all of them, those types, right? All all the left wing, the radical left, are going to rally around this guy just like they did Saint Floyd, and all of a sudden, right? They're gonna they're gonna lionize this guy who is an unbridled menace to society, unbridled menace to society. Period. End of story. And he screwed with the wrong guy. And what they're saying right. is that you have to allow these people to intimidate you and scream and yell at you and threaten you. Yeah. And you could do nothing about it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, man, I'm going to tell you, just in the past 12 months, I've seen a language shift and a pretty big one among everybody where they're like, we ain't taking this shit no more. We're done with this. We're done with this. Look at this. Look at California. Look at California. Look at New York City. Look at Chicago. Hell, look at Chicago, man. Look at Chicago. I mean, you got to be fucking kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. And they have the audacity to tell you that that it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can just you can just watch the footage of of the rioting for a little while. I think it paints a little bit different of a picture, does it not? We'll say y'all. I think um, it's uh, it's unfortunate that they've kind of set themselves up for success with the. You know, well, we will continue to encounter these, you know problems of population on New York City subways and various other public venues where uh, groups that are unkind to each other or ideologies that are unkind to each other will conflict. Um, man, 44 charges is a lot. That's, um, I mean, how the guy wasn't in jail for 10 years is uh pretty wild and you know they they can send them they don't have to send him like to sit in solitary for the rest of his life they can put him on like work release or something the guy was probably too nuts i, I know a friend of mine asked me about this uh yesterday and we were talking about it i used to work for a construction company that would hire homeless guys and i'll tell you what man the the main problem with homelessness is half of them are just like totally batshit crazy. They wouldn't even yeah. show up for their paychecks. Yeah. They wouldn't even show up for their paychecks. No. Nah. Um, they, it was, I mean, we'd have a, we'd have a, they'd, they'd put in 40 hours of hard manual labor. Wouldn't even show up to collect their five, six, $700 paycheck. I mean, it, right. It was like, wow. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, how can you make well, somebody like that successful when they don't even show up to, well, they're not going to be. That's the thing. Yeah. Homeless people, <laughs> houseless people. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, houseless homeless, people. Oh, people. God, forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> homeless people. And I, I'm going to I'm going to say something about houseless here in a minute. Homeless people are disproportionately schizophrenic. Um, that is what leads to their homelessness and, and their frequent instability. It also leads to their drug addiction. Uh, people that, that suffer from bipolar type two disorder, as well as uh, uh, schizophrenia, 
And the two are closely related. Um, there, there is a strong correlation between the diagnosis of what it doesn't mean that because you have one, you're going to have the other uh, at, at all. But with schizophrenics, you will frequently also find uh, bipolar disorder type two, uh, which is um, uh, manic depressive. It used to be called manic depressive, uh, manic depression, rather or manic depressive disorder, uh, where you, you go through periods of mania and you spend a whole bunch of money, usually do a lot of drugs, and, and uh, that, that's kind of the, the hallmark of, of their behavior pattern. Um, but schizophrenics are very indicative of this as well. They, they share those uh, symptoms. Um, that, that's the reason that they're homeless. They have that instability. And, and to be fair, man, that, that's their comfort zone. You know, homeless dude, once they get used to being homeless, that's, I've known a few homeless people, man. And, um, you know, when they, they get used to it, that's, that's the way that they just want to live. Like that, that's their comfort zone. That's where they are because man, um, you know, my dad had a, a couple of guys that were, um, you know, one of them was a diagnosed schizophrenic. The other one, I'm pretty sure was, if he had went to the doctor, he would have been. And those are the kinds of people that you end up getting on a landscape crew, man. It just is. But, um, you know, they were good workers, but it was just like you pointed out. They, they won't show up to get their paycheck. And they, but but at the same time, when they do show up to work, like you got to constantly work, watch them guys at the end of the day because they'll steal from you. It's like they, they they may or may not get their paycheck, but they'll steal from you. Like one of them stole a check from my dad. And this was like back in the 90s. He wrote it, you know, filled it out to himself and, you know, tried to pawn it off the gas station and everything. I mean, it was, you know, it was something. But um, that, that's the way they do, man. That's the way they do. But the, the point is about that. We can say like, oh man, you know, like they're mentally ill and all. Okay, that's fine. Well, you know, I drank a couple beers tonight. If I got behind the wheel and I hit somebody with my truck, does does the fact that I drank two beers absolve? You know, oh, I, you know, I, I'm a little intoxicated. Does that absolve me from my responsibility and the culpability of what I did? No. No, it does not. Not at all. And so that mental incapacitation, the humane thing to do would be to say, all right, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to round you up and we're going to put you somewhere because you are not functional in society. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, people can say what they want, man, but, but like, look. You know, hey, you're not going to freeze to death, but this is where you're going to be. Like, you, you know, you're you're going to get three hots and a cot, but this is where you're going to go. And you're going to stay there, you know, until you can demonstrate that, that you're functional and you're a benefit to society, you're going to stay there. But also, you know, hey, you go out and commit crimes. It, I don't give a damn what, what your issue is. You committed a crime. And so to the Marxists, they have absolved us socially from or attempted to at least from that responsibility right they they want to say that uh you know you're, you're no longer responsible for these things no bail right we we got to eliminate bail 
and so they're they've they've created so, the condition. So on, to your point on responsibility, yeah. um, you know the the people that are like babysitting this behavior, AOC is like one of the big advocates for this, right? Yeah. And how typical because, like, while we're talking about like, you 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 mentioned like drunk behind the wheel, and then like AOC is a bartender. So I I was just uh thinking to myself like you know some people think like you can go out and drink like red bull and vodka all night and then fight whoever you want it's like no you just committed felony assault like there's not like a pass that you get for you know oh i'm out drinking ergo like that's acceptable behavior because that's what happens when you get drunk it's like no you've definitely just assaulted somebody like um and then so the like the the young women like at the college bars i worked at they would like throw drinks and start slapping you around and and um it's like you're not allowed to do this i'm gonna pick you up and like put you outside yeah. right i didn't have to like choke them out because they're like tiny little girls i would just pick them up but i would pick them up and they'd start screaming oh you're now you're sexually assaulting me you know, I'm going to sue you and all this stuff. And I just put them outside and then they'd stand there for 20 minutes and their boyfriend would try to fight me and I'd choke him out and put him in the gutter. And they'd all be like calling the cops and everything. And the cops would come and be like, no, you're not allowed to assault the bouncers. <laughs> like, I don't even, I can't even believe I have to explain this to you. Like, I'm a, you just admitted to insulting like three people and you think he's going to get arrested and I'm supposed to arrest you. Like, you, you dumbass, just go home. Like, um, you know, it, I don't know. It's like, I, I guess AOC would be the girl throwing drinks on you and slapping the bouncer because, you know, you're defending the bar from the guys that are like whipping beer bottles into the crowd of people. Like if you're whipping beer bottles into a crowd of people, that's a like you and you hit somebody, fuck man, you're in a like you're in a, you could potentially be in a lot of trouble. Like you're not going <laughs> to win any argument henceforth from there no. at all. Like and and the 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 argument that you can get on like a subway and start harassing people and being violent and confrontational. You're not allowed to do that. Like, and somebody is allowed to put their hands on you, like to stop it. I used to do it a hundred times a weekend and I never once got in trouble for it. I feel really sorry for this Marine because I've also choked out hundreds of people too. And it's not usual that people die. That's very rare. He must have been on some drugs. Well, or that's shit. what I keep I telling everybody. Let's wait video. for the autopsy to come back because I'm betting yeah. that there was something else. And also, uh, you know this, and, and so does uh, so, so so do you, Scout. Uh, the kind of choke he applied. If you stop resisting, you're not being choked anymore. It's that simple, right? right. And the more you struggle, the more choke you get. Um, the fact yeah. that they wrestled for 14 minutes tells you he wasn't choked because if he was choked it would have been done in about 35 seconds yeah so yeah um there's a yeah, lot more yeah. to this i'm pretty sure yeah. you're going to find a heart issue related to drugs yeah for sure i bet we because, don't uh, they they're, they're not going to do a autopsy on him they they're not going to do it that's it's, yeah. it's that's not going to happen and even if they did i mean what what did they do with saint floyd um you, there, there was no honest autopsy that occurred there. 
There was a they, they did you can't tell me that they had an uh, honest autopsy. They did not. Uh they did not. And guys you know, that are George Floyd's size drop dead all the time. I mean they Right. Know. That that's it's nonsense. Uh I mean the, the cop the cop that was literally controlling the crowd around that just got four years day before yesterday. He got Jesus, four years. Dude. Four years. Four years doing his fucking Yeah, job. and he literally did nothing. Yeah. I mean doing exactly what he was told to do. I mean, he was protecting his fellow officers honestly from a, a like, aggravated crowd. He was doing crowd crowd management's a big deal. Like if if you're working as a as a cop or a medical provider in a major municipal area anymore, I mean, you you really need to be thinking. I'm dead serious when I say this. You really need to be thinking about the Walmart approach right now or the REI, the fucking REI approach, right? REI, Recreational Equipment Industry or whatever it's REI stands for. REI is about as left wing a company as you can get. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, this whole Seattle and Portland thing. No, we're out of here, man. Chicago, we're out of here. Walmart. They're like, yeah, nah, Chicago, nah, dog, we're out of here. <laughs> Portland, we're out of here. Bye. It's been, yeah, it's been fun. Baltimore is is coming to Baltimore. That it's this this is where it's going, man. You're gonna see the exodus of these major corporations. I mean, you see Chicago, man. Benny Johnson, Benny Johnson, you know, socialist, um, you know, scumbag extraordinaire, came from academia community organizer would didn't even produce anything in his academic career real but he doesn't have to right he, he doesn't have to he's part of the protected class um because he's a community organizer and and all of a sudden they put him in now he's gonna be uh the the mayor of chicago right and so they 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 all had this big celebration this reminds me of the new york mayor uh you know mayor sandinista when he was gone, these fucking morons, these morons, right? Like they, oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we hate him. We really hate him. We're going to vote for the other guy. We're going to vote for Eric Adams, who is literally the same thing. He's the same thing. Same political party. Only dumber. Same thing. Same thing, but dumber. Only even dumber. Dumber. He's dumber. I don't, I tell you, it, it's really, if you're dumber than Lightfoot, if you're dumber then Mayor Sandinista, you've really achieved something. Because those people are, the, the two of them take the cake. They they are idiots. Like, I, I'm surprised that they can walk, talk, and breathe at the same time. Um, But but with that said, look at what they got. Look at the, they replaced it with Eric Adams. Oh, ooh, Eric Adams, right? Oh, God, you got to be kidding me. Uh, you've got to be kidding me. Instant buyer's remorse. It's like nobody in New York did their research whatsoever on who this person is or or, or what they're voting for because they don't care. The, the fact is, is that they don't care. It doesn't matter. They're not very intelligent to begin with. The people, the, the person who voted for Eric Adams in good faith, 
who's who looked at him as a candidate and said, you know what? I think that guy, you know, the last guy was kind of shitty, but I think that guy has the solutions. That person is a fucking moron. A moron. The guy that voted, or, or gal that voted for Benny Johnson is a moron. Who's like, you know what? I really didn't like Lightfoot. I didn't like Beetlejuice, but this guy, man, this guy's going, he, he's going to fix it. Yeah, right. And look at what you get. Look at what you get. You know, it, it's, it's, we, we have approached a time that is absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And they have caused the situation. They have caused the situation. They, they, they've caused the confrontation in that subway. Had, had you, had you done your due diligence in taking care of these these homeless with through a crime control prevention model? Because I'm gonna tell you something, man. You know, way way back in the day, back when I was 16, 17 years old, you go to them shady gas stations, go buy a beer, right? Yeah, that that was me. But I got approached by a homeless guy one time, you know, and and dude dudes. You know, had his overcoat on and everything. Homeless guy, like he was, he was going to try and rob me. And I just went in a shady, very shady gas station, bought a twelve pack of Coors Light. Right, I was like sixteen or seventeen years old. Dude was going to come at me with a screwdriver. But when you come out and when you look hard, man, I was I was terrified. Right, this guy's coming at me with a screwdriver. But when when you stare them down, you look hard like, hey man, you know you might you might stab me, but I'm gonna kill you, and you just give them that look, you know, like nah, whatever I got in my pocket, whatever I have, don't matter if it's fifty cent or it's fifty dollars, you ain't getting it from me. You're you're gonna get a fight. That was enough, right? That was enough, and that's what crowd control, crime control, population control is it's a trickle down effect like nah man you you are not going to do this you the this is what's acceptable this is what is not right this is this is what is acceptable this is what is not and if you act out this is what's going to happen with an assurance to you i mean it it's it we we move so far away from it and the left has the audacity to tell us that these things don't exist. They're lying to us. They're lying to everybody's face because they, they but the thing is they, they no longer have an obligation to tell us the truth. They no longer have that. And why don't they have that? Because we don't have integrity in elections anymore. Let's say y'all. I agree that um, the 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 no integrity in elections certainly is is playing a factor. We had some local elections, and now all of a sudden you can't discriminate against people with Section Eight. So you know the crime is it. It's how they control. Like when crime gets rough in certain areas what they do is they spread the people out to spread the crime out so you're not reducing crime you're just reducing the statistics in one area 
they did it originally by moving a lot of people from D.C. into Baltimore. Some of the worst neighborhoods in D.C., they moved them into the Baltimore area and crime went up because, you know, you're not addressing the problem. You're just kind of moving it around. And um, and now it's it's just going to get bigger. It's like driving me nuts. I can't believe I can't believe like the local thing almost going as crazy sideways as the federal. But yeah, damn. What? I mean, I, I kind of see it as a play of, you know, they're they're eliminating. You know, we already know their play they want to make on eliminating self defense via firearms by banning them. But really, what I think their end goal is is working towards. A population who is too scared to intervene. I mean, you know, we see all these 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 things of people when something is going down, they pull out their cameras and film. I think some people are just they're never gonna they're never gonna step in. They're the ones who pull out their phone. But why does no one step in? Because of reasons like this. You could be doing something completely legitimate. There could be someone attacking a woman outside of a target, and you intervene. And all of a sudden, you know, you rip that guy off, throw him towards the building. He hits his head against the building. Some leftist DA is going to come in and say, you know, uh, uh, they might they might make it a manslaughter charge, but you're gonna, so why are you going to step in? You know. And so I think that what the end goal is with all of this is making the population terrified, terrified to intervene, and terrified that all of these crazies or you know the hundreds of thousands coming across our southern border are going to intimidate us. And now who do they have to look for, for protection? None other than the federal government. So I think that's their end goal with all of this is eliminate our ability to protect ourselves and thus have to rely on the federal government to step in and take control. But you know, you only have to give up a few things and, and then they'll be able to be protected. So I, I really think that's the end game of, of what we're seeing here. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, that, that, that is what they want. That's the crux of it. it. It's all part of it, man. It's all part of the, the, you know, the 15 minute cities and the, the social control yep. model that, that's top down pushing us towards this, this utopian hill. Um, you know, and, and I mean, it, the thing is that it's untenable, right? It's untenable. It's, it's, it, Going back to Tucker Carlson, man, uh, which I think the the video that everybody has probably seen now, uh, the one that, that you know went viral, I think it was like sixty million people plus saw it. Um, and where Tucker was was kind of his first statement uh, after being terminated at Fox. Um, he's saying this isn't going to last. Like it's not going to last. The political orthodoxies are are uh, auto delegitimizing. And it's not going to last, man. Um, I think that's that's why the Republican establishment, you know, your Karl Roves of the world, were perfectly fine with a 2020 election. Like, they, they don't realize that the long-term consequences, but they've never realized it, by the way. The long-term consequences, the, the left is playing for keeps. This this isn't the, the uh, you know, Democrats, Republicans, every person has their term. Right. You know, it, it ain't the way that this is working. And the problem is, is that the the 
Republican establishment is so insulated and, and, you know, high on its own supply that they don't see this. Yeah, I don't prescribe necessarily to the notion that they're, you know, they're all kind of in, 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 you know, on, on this giant gig, right? On some level, that might be true. I can't say whether it is or it isn't because I, I don't know. Uh, but what I will say is this, is, is that uh, it, what it looks like to me, just at face value, because I take everything at face value, man. Because if you don't take everything just at face value, it will drive you insane. The world will literally drive you insane. You can't let it. But um, the the whole idea, you know, that that uh, they can they, they can play nice and and backroom deals and everything that are being made. But what we've seen over the years is the left isn't playing that game. You know, at the national level, they might be talking nice just to keep up appearances with the Republicans, but they're, they're very intent on making them an irrelevant party and have, I, I will go so far as to say that they have, because look at, look at New York, look at California, look at Washington. Now look at Oregon, look at Colorado, you know, hell, I, I hate to say it Minnesota. I had a lot of great Patriots in Minnesota that were in class down in Missouri. The Republican Party in those states is irrelevant. It is irrelevant at this point, right? They've been made irrelevant. Why? Why? Because they were able to be subverted through this very same process. This is exactly what happened. This is the results that you get, you know, and you couple that with a mysterious migration of People, because I mean, when I think of of uh, Minnesota and its relatively cold climate for much of the year, I think of Somalis. Uh, that that is a natural place where you would you would want to put them. Uh, and, and why were they brought here to begin with? They they didn't just elect one day in Somalia to say, "Hey, I'm going to go plant my seed in Minneapolis." No, it's not how it works. Um, so so why? Uh, in a place that 30 years ago was predominantly German, uh, you know, German ethnicity. Now all of a sudden it changes. So yeah, there's something to it. Um, it, it just is, man. Michigan, you know, Michigan's another perfect example. It's what they're doing. All right. This, this is what the left is doing and they're importing their people and they're doing it through NGOs like Pueblos Sin Fronteras. All right. And, and I'm about to hurt some feelings here. Pueblo Sin Fronteras is run through the United Methodist Church. Fact. It's a fact. Look it up. Look it up. United Methodist Church runs it. That's people without borders. You know, uh, Ethan Cruz in the comments, 90% of Minnesota is deep red. Well, maybe. Uh, 90% of the landmass would be. But the voting populace is not. And why is that? You know, when, when you look at the urban population centers, there's, there's a reason. Right? There, there's a reason. They, they concentrate that there. And you, you always notice that they obscure any sort of transparency. Right. There, there's no ability to have transparency there. You, no election transparency. You can't see it. Can't even question it. Can't question it. Right. Well, how dare you? You're a threat to our democracy. Our democracy. 
by our democracy, not 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 the nation's democracy, not the American people, not the republic. Notice that they never say the republic. They always say our democracy, right? Our democracy. It's really their democracy. That's what they mean. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, in the comments, you're saying they'll be choked out. You know, well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, that's, that's kind of a, a difficult, well, that deserves its own podcast. We, we don't really have enough time to dive into it. 15 minutes left. I, I would say that, um, the, the left right now, when you look at the amount of land that's being purchased, uh, outside the, the major tracts of land that, that is, uh, arable and, uh, capable of food production, actual food production on a massive scale. Um, th this idea that the, the, the city structures themselves, the, the superstructure as, as they're saying it would be uh, quote unquote choked out, ah, man, that's flawed thinking. Um, that is flawed thinking that that's, that's something that, you know, I used to say traditionally too. Uh, but the logistics of it don't necessarily, um, that we're definitely locked in a struggle and, and that's going to become more and more apparent as we're going forward in the future for sure. Uh, for absolute sure. Uh, no doubt about it. But, uh, as far as, as them being choked out wholesale, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, just as, a someone who understands logistics and, uh, numbers, and, uh, you know, the, the, what hordes of people are capable of doing. That's, um, I don't, I don't know if I would say that, but, uh, anyhow, anyhow, you know, again, prospects, you got 13 minutes left. I would say, uh, prospects for where this is all going. So we've, we've, uh, talked problem reaction now, uh, getting into the synthesis of in all the conclusion, where do, where do you guys see this stuff going? going into the summer. You know, we're, we're in May, uh, the, the early days of May, and we are headed into the summertime, which is really a, a cool summer. Remember that song? It's a cruel, cruel summer. Anyway. <laughs> Please don't ever do anyway. that again. Please. Uh, <laughs> I just don't, I don't have that Bananarama voice, man. <laughs> Those girls no, are, no. I'm more of a baritone kind of guy myself. I uh, I see more of it coming. I, I see. Uh, I think this weekend could get pretty spicy. Um, yeah. I think that uh, that's kind of the plan, right? They're ramping it up, gives them a couple days to get some folks flown into town uh, and get going. And um, what's ironic is the full court press they're doing on this case, right? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, attempting to totally forget that the Atlanta shooting happened. Uh, at the same time, which is a little ironic, but well, and the the other ironic thing is, is that this is coming amid a major pushback on these street takeovers that are happening. Hey, look, a street takeover is just a riot by another name. That's just a fancy name, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's you know we saw. I think a lot of people out there saw the footage from Memphis. Uh, downtown yeah. Memphis, where you're just doing donuts in the middle of you know street, whatever. Um, well, then L.A., where they beat up the guy because he's white, and uh, there was yeah, no outrage yeah. for that one. No, 
Well, no, and it, it won't get any. I mean, did that guy survive? He did, but he has some pretty severe injuries. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the beatdown. I mean, dude, numbers are not on your side, man. Numbers are not on your side. Yeah. You know, it goes back to one, one thing I want to say, and that's all I got. As it pertains to, I mean, the New York incident, and also like the guy that you were just talking about that just – He's going to live, but has pretty bad injuries. Don't go to these places. If you live there, if you have to take a subway, if you have to take public transportation because of the living wage and just the cost around you in a city, you you should move. You should not go there. It's not safe. I know that's like not fun to say, but like, don't go to places that are dangerous. Get out of there. That's rule one in the game of you know staying safe. Don't go to bad. Yeah, 100%, man. You know, you you know where the places are you should go and where you should. You know, and man, I'll be honest, if you don't know where those places are, if you lack that that basic self-awareness, I I really don't know what to tell you. Um, but shockingly there are people that are like that though. So, hey, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the the goal, I mean, particularly these days, you know, my, my MO is um, just stay out of cities in general, you know, unless, of course, you have an academic conference in one and you have to go and you are going to be carrying so much stuff, you're going to light up a metal detector like a Christmas tree. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the general rule of thumb for me is stay out of cities. It, that, you know, I, I used to love even, even, not even major cities, just cities in general, just there has to be a really damn good reason for me to step foot in one. And that's the end of story. I, I don't I don't go there anymore. And I have friends who do who are like, oh, you know, Patriot Man, you're 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 over exaggerating this that. They I was like, look, you have a different risk calculus than I do, and that's fine. I, I think it's I don't think you're right, but that's fine. You have a different risk calculus than me. But I am taking steps towards putting myself trying to avoid putting myself in disadvantageous positions and part of that is staying out of cities yeah well and and that goes back to one of the original roles of law enforcement and one of the original roles of nypd ironically enough is to control crime in the more profitable areas of the city so you know you you know, like the touristy areas, you go down to the waterfront, different cities, you know, where, where the restaurants are and stuff where they have, you know, higher income, uh, higher tax value because they're generating more money for the city, right? This, this is because city municipalities are corporations as well. Like they, they are. That, that's what it is. People don't really understand that. Um, when, when you're bringing in a certain amount of money, they're there to protect that. They're there to protect that interest. And and so when it becomes, you know, untenable for people to go there, businesses start closing up. Cities begin to fold up, man. Places become ghost towns. You don't, you, you, you just don't feel safe going there. And that's where we're headed. I mean, th that's, that is the real reason, by the way, with just a few minutes left. Uh, right before I came on the air, I was checking a few things. I was getting some stuff up on the store and, um, uh, uh, I'm going to be talking about that here in a second. 
But um, I was checking some of the headlines and so see you had Eric Adams, who now is is uh, butting heads with AOC about how um, you know you know you're you're obscuring the facts you're you're not putting them out there about this whole situation and um why is this you know why are uh why are they butting heads and what it is is that somebody has went to adams and said hey we're losing money and we're losing a lot of money and you are about to be in a lot of trouble this city's about to be in a lot of trouble Look over at Chicago, and that is our future. We don't want to be there. Okay, we don't want to be there. And so that right there, that, that's the reason that they were butting heads. So I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting, but it's a very much a, a catch-22 on the left-wing side of things. They, they you know, they're, they're caught in their own internal circularity here with this, and it's not going to get any better. But what I will say is this, that they are definitely, they're definitely going to uh, ramp their things up. The radical left is going to use this opportunity to up their ground game to uh, yet again put themselves out there. This is going to be a perfect propaganda tool. This is going to be a perfect uh, uh, recruiting tool for them to get out there and as well as promulgate what what they're capable of doing this, this is going to be very much a show of force and so you've got a lot of people who've been very quiet online who have been you know returning trainees and combat vets from ukraine that are on the left side of the aisle from the international brigade i think that this summer they're getting ready to rear their heads what say y'all <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're itching a little bit to get back uh, to get back out there. I mean, they've kind of been their handlers have tamed them down a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm sure they've been putting in the work in the past couple of years, you know, you know, unlike the people who had the, um, the Trump bump and they kind of sat around, didn't do anything. You know, in these off years, they, they were continuing to up their capabilities and their training. And I think it's going to be you know, we already saw some sophistication out of them in 2020. Uh, I think it, we're going to see another level of sophistication that, you know, the standard conservative will just write off as, oh, whatever, they're just mi the mindless horde, but not realize the nuance in that they're out there, they're training, and, and they're increasing their ability to operate in these environments. Of course, they have the cover of politics and legal, you know, everyone in the law above them, but they're still increasing their yeah, I, I think that's spot on. I think that they definitely want to get back on the offensive and there might be an election coming up and they need to sour that as best they can. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts? Johnny, thought you would have had something, man. I don't see him in here anymore. I have I something. See him here. Sorry, risky. I was uh, no, you're no, putting my kid to sleep in between while I was on mute. Okay, so uh, yeah, I totally think they're going to do something. My biggest concern is <clears throat> is not necessarily the summer of love part do, but the bigger implications of what's to come. Because like we're all saying here, we got to avoid these places. 
the city's super populated, dense areas where the propensity for violence and just something to go awry is much higher than out in the county. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, you're going to avoid everything and do nothing. Like, what are you just going to stand by? Well, unfortunately, how this works is it's a large scale event across the whole country. It's going to degrade in cities first because they're destroying themselves from within due to their own policy. So that's going to happen first. This is going to trigger a chain of events. So we need to outlast this. So we got to avoid these places. They're going to be riled up. They're going to do something because the deep state, the powers that be, they're going to make these certain news events be seen by everyone and they're going to rile up their their people that have funding from actors that are globalists and things like that but that's all i got thanks for having me on oh yeah brother yeah no i agree 100 percent. you're 100 percent, man so two minutes left on the show i'm gonna give a quick shout out to the show sponsors first and foremost my very good friend, partner in Thought Crime, guest in here. And he is going to bring his handsome ass down here to North Carolina from the great cold Michigan. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joe Dolio and his Tactical Wisdom series. Sponsor of the show for sure. And I look forward to seeing you, man, when you come down here. I'm going to have, I'm drinking an ice cold yingling right now. This is number three for the night. Uh, it was preceded by a absolutely delicious Imperial Stout that was brewed in Kansas City, uh, which was 9.8% alcohol. I did not know that until I was like, woo. <laughs> I looked at it and said, oh, oh, wee. Uh, goodness gracious. This is the key was Imperial. <laughs> yes, yes. Good stuff. Is good stuff. That, that was left to me by Brother Sharpshooter. Uh, and uh, is very, very good, very good. But uh, CivilDefenseManual.com, Jack Lawson's two-volume set. Definitely get your hands on that. BlacksmithPublishing.com as well, my friends. Paul LeFevre and Mike Blackburn, Special Forces Legends. Last, certainly not least, TNT Radio, and of course, all of your logo gear, to support this podcast, Rush Meter Training and Consulting, and the training classes are now up if you are wanting to register, but you that old school way that I had uh, registering by mail, guess what? We're doing it online now. We've got those options. So if you're interested about uh, interested in rather coming out to class and you want to get out there, you want to put some metal in that meat, you want to see what it is all about, you want to join the thousands of people now who have trained with Brushbeater Training and Consulting myself, come on out, see what it is all about, brushbeater.store. Good night, everyone. God bless, and I will be talking to you again very, very soon. Sensi Scout.